Good morning everyone, a very warm welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church Online. Great to have everyone with us today. We hope that you stay with us through to the end of the service. If you're visiting, if you're not part of the church, um, you're very welcome to be with us today. We're so glad you're here. And we have a message today from uh, a real good friend of the church, a chap called Ron Edwards. And Ron's going to be sharing from God's Word in just a little while. But before we do that, we're going to worship God. We're going to lift up the name of the King of Kings. And we're going to celebrate how good our God is. So let's just bow our heads in prayer and then we're going to worship and we're going to lift up the name of the King of Kings. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for your presence in our living rooms today. Father, wherever we're viewing uh, church online, Father, whether it's live or whether we're watching it later on, maybe even watching it through the week, Father, we, we just know that you want to be present with us. And so, Father, we just pray that we would be so aware of your presence. So, Father, come and meet with us today. Father, come and inhabit the praises of your people, we ask, in Jesus' name. And may you be glorified in all that's said and done in this service today. Amen. Amen. Let's just worship God. Let's praise him. And let's give him all the honour that's due his name. Just one word, the darkness had to reach. 
Father, there are so many things for us where it's impossible. But Father, with you, nothing is impossible. And Father, we just pray that those who are maybe uh, feeling trapped, those who feel like prisoners, Father, that this would be a moment where they experience that release. Father, we read in Isaiah 61 that you came to set the captives free. Father, we can be captive to so many things, captive to our fears, captive to uh, uh, emotional issues and problems with our health. But Father, we pray that you come today and that you would set the captives free. Father, that you would just minister into every heart today. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen.
says that this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your day, Father. This is a day where we come to worship you. This is a day where we come to honour the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in our worship and our praise. And Father, we just want to give you glory. We want to give you thanks. We want to give you praise. We want to give you honour. Father, we want to give you ourselves today. Father, holding nothing back. Father, help us to think of the reality of what it means to hold back nothing from the God who created the universe. And Father, we pray, Lord, lead us into that place where we can truly say that we are surrendered to you fully. Lord, we pray that as we turn to your word in just a moment or two, Lord, that you would open up our hearts and minds to speak to us. Lord, that we might hear the things which you want to say to us. And Father, that we might just walk into the things that you have through your spirit for us. In Jesus' name we ask. Just one or two uh, things that I was going to just kind of touch on um, in terms of announcements. Um, the first of those um, is that on Wednesday nights we've been meeting uh, through Zoom online uh, for our prayer gathering and I've been really blessed by just hearing the prayers of the congregation. Um, you know, our prayers don't need to be complicated. Sometimes the simplest prayer that we can pray is just help. And where it comes from our heart, God hears our heart. God steps in. So we'll be gathering together this Wednesday night, 7.30. We'll be using Zoom. We send out an email um, just to gather uh, the, the folks who want to be part of that. And can I just encourage you, if you've not tuned in, been part of a Zoom prayer meeting, that this Wednesday you do that, because you will be blessed uh, just through seeing other people in the church, apart from anything else. But you'll be blessed through praying uh, for each other. And just over the next uh, few weeks, obviously we're, we're still uh, on lockdown at the moment and we're just kind of trying to work out what it will look like coming out of lockdown. Uh, so please, please pray for us as leaders as we uh, think about these things and decide how to, to come back out of lockdown at the right time. Um, but we're going to be hearing some messages from others. We've got Ron sharing with us today, which I'm really excited about. He's got a fantastic message for us today. Um, but there's others who are connected with our fellowship who... Uh, I've just been asking if they could maybe share some uh, words of encouragement and challenge perhaps and uh, just share greetings from our brothers and sisters uh, just across uh, across the globe as well. So I'm excited about that. And just the last thing I was going to say was, can I encourage you to really keep connected with people? You know, pick up the phone and call somebody if somebody's on your mind. If you're feeling maybe a little bit kind of out on a limb, then you pick up the phone as well and phone you can phone us, you can phone uh, your friends in the church. Don't, don't feel isolated. Um, uh, you can just get in touch with us and we'd love to hear from you. Send us emails. We love to get feedback. We love to hear about what's happening in your life. We miss everybody. We miss seeing everybody in person. And uh, yeah, this is what we're doing just now, but we really want to uh, look to that time where we can be together again. So let's keep praying uh, to that end. 
So I'm going to uh, just stop saying what I'm saying just now and I'm going to just make way for uh, Ron who's going to share uh, just a short message with us. Um, so get your Bibles ready and uh, we're going to hear this fantastic message from Ron. Thanks. Welcome. We really appreciate being able to share with the church the uh, concept of the church according to Dietrich Bonhoeffer was the covenant community of God. It was a group of people that were in covenant with God, but also in covenant with one another. And I think that's an important thing. I love that terminology, the covenant people of God, the covenant community of God. And uh, we're in commune, commune with one another. It's a wonderful thing. I want to share with you today a story which is so familiar to all of us. It's recorded three times in the New Testament, and we're going to just uh, refer to different aspects from Matthew, Mark and Luke about this story. And because one of the things about when you see a story is repeated three times, you'll notice there's some differences in the way it's um, said and some of the things that are recorded, which to me always tells me that the story is really combines all those three things. And we're going to talk about Jesus calming the storm and we're going to look at the uh, traditional concepts of, you know, being in the midst of the storm, etc. But I want to take the real emphasis at the end about what we can do in the midst of our present storm. And just take a couple of uh, points that I think would be um, very good for us to take a handle and to get a hold of. So in Luke chapter 8, in verses 22 to 25, and let's just read them together. It says there, now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. And as they sailed, he fell asleep. And then a wind and a windstorm came down on the lake and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging water. And they ceased and they, there was a calm. And he said to them, where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, who can this be? For he commands even the winds and the water and they obey him. As I said, there's three different uh, versions of this story and in some of them it talks about that they virtually rebuked Jesus <laughs> they, they they said to him don't you care don't you care that we perish and I just want to say first of all let's just nullify that whole question of course Jesus cares he cares for the people in the boat and he also cared for the other little boats according to Mark there was other little boats that were sailing along with them. So it wasn't just Jesus and the boat that he was in that was in jeopardy, but there was little boats, smaller boats even, that were about to be um, swamped and in the midst of this tempest, in the midst of this storm. And so Jesus does care. He cares about us and he cares about the world and the systems in which we live today. And I want to say to you that, you know, Back in 2019, if anyone can remember that far back, back in 2019 BC, before coronavirus, um, everything was plain sailing. We were sailing along, there was 
really business as usual. We were just heading towards our goal and what we were doing and all the different things that we'd planned, especially as churches, as individuals, our lives, businesses, politics, I suppose, to a certain extent. And then all of a sudden, this, what we call the coronavirus or COVID-19, sort of was sprung upon us like a tempest, like a storm, a whirlwind, just coming down in some ways out of nowhere and affecting everything. And and that's when I say today that, first of all, we as the church and we as individuals and people, let's remember the words that Jesus gave us. He said to go to the other side. And what is the other side in your case? Where was the Lord taking you? Where is the Lord taking his church in this case, they were going to the other side to release a, a man who had been possessed of multitudes of demons. They were, there was many of them, it says there. He was a, a demoniac. He was uh, cutting himself and living amongst the tombs, living amongst the dead. And we've got a destiny and a, and a, a calling upon the church to release people who were in similar positions. You see, if you're outside of Christ, and you might be listening to this video just because you stumble across it, wondering what it's all about. If you're outside of Christ, you're like that man. You may be in torment. You may be in a place of fear and anguish and, and just not knowing where to turn or what to do and feel like you're living in the tombs, living amongst the dead. Well, Jesus is interested. He does care. And he was sending his boat. He was sending his disciples he was taking himself across to the other side for one reason was to bring an answer to that man and to that whole region and we've got good news for you today is that the good news is that Jesus does care and that Jesus is interested in helping us and helping others so not only was Jesus boat in the midst of a term and storm but there were many other little boats in the midst of a storm and there was a man in a graveyard that was in the midst of a lifelong storm and that Jesus is the answer to all of those scenarios and situations. So then my first point is let's not give up on what God has called us to do. What he's spoken to us about, maybe prophetically, maybe what we've had as a calling on our lives and on our church and uh, different areas of, uh, of our life, then let's not let that go, but let's keep pushing through. The storms come to divert us, the storms come to stop us, but we have to make a decision that we're going to push through and make a difference in all that we do. In this situation, we have that they were going to the other side. Now, Jesus didn't call them down to the lake to get caught in a storm and to drown. And we haven't been uh, placed in the midst of this storm at this time to lose it, to lose our way, but to actually find our way, to find something new and fresh. It's unprecedented times, uh, but they cause us to evaluate, to reevaluate what is necessary and what is essential. In these situations, of course, you have the, the story of, uh, of um, these guys in the midst of a storm. And these, some of these guys were seasoned uh, sailors. They were seasoned fishermen. They knew how it was on those days. See, these storms that came were quite common. It wasn't uncommon for there to be a tempest that would come. A whirlwind of a storm would just come down off the sides of the mountains and, and begin to cause these problems. You know, we can sit back and get caught up in conspiracy theories. 
we can get caught up in all these different ideas and come up with this theory and that theory and you can go mad let's not look at the storm but let's look at the storm karma let's look at the one who was able to do something in the midst and change this situation for us and to bring us through so let's have a look at those things in first thessalonians 5 it talks about that he is faithful who has called you and he will also do it i am confident that although we might lose some um, uh, cargo or we might lose some rigging off the ship, we might lose some um, excess stuff in our lives, but we're going to find that Jesus is going to fulfill his call and destiny upon his church and upon our lives. So let's be encouraged about that. This is the time that we think God has not changed his mind in regards to anything he hasn't changed his mind in regards to your calling and where he's taking you. He's going to take us through. And so I think 2020 and beyond is a time for fresh oil. It's a time when we ask the Lord to give us fresh oil and fresh anointing, fresh vision for where he wants to take us and lead us in, that, in, in this day in which we're going. The Bible says that, um, that we shouldn't smoke, that we're no smokers, because he says there in uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 10, 39, he says, we are not those who draw back. It's a bit of a joke there. Not much of a joke, but it's a bit of a joke. And uh, the, the uh, Passion Translation says, we are not those who hold back by fear. We are not those who are held back by fear and perish, but we are among those who have faith and experience true life. You see, this is where we're in the midst of. We're in the midst of a storm, and in the midst of the storm, this is where we find out whether we've got what it really takes or whether we don't. And a friend of mine said that in the financial world, they have a saying that when the tide goes out, we find out who's skinny dipping. Well, in many ways, the things that we've trusted have gone out. There's changes in finances at the moment. There's changes in economics, changes in business. There's changes in areas of the church. We're having to do church in a different way, as you're well aware. And we're also uh, missing out on fellowship, one-on-one, uh, -on -one and all those different things that we are so used to. But when the tide goes out, we find out who's skinny dipping. And I think that this is the time for us to do a significant examination of ourselves. It's a time when we uh, are in that place where we are looking at the significant opposition, but we're looking for significant intervention by God at this time. Um, the opposition was significant and everything that was shaking could be shaken. And that's where we are right now. The boat was shaking. The boat was filling up with water. The boat was about to stink. They race up to Jesus and say, don't you care that we, we, that we, that we perish? Uh, I think that um, they had no idea who it was that was in the boat. And in many ways, sometimes we don't really know who it is that we're serving and worshipping. We, we've looked at him in a a very narrow uh, way or a limited way. But I believe that in these days, we are going to see Jesus for who he really is. See the Lord as the master and the commander of all things, the, the, the captain of the Lord's host, all these different aspects. Um, as I said, Mark said there was many, many little boats there. You see, we have Jesus in our boat. We have Jesus in the church and we have this incredible opportunity to rise up. And at the end of this, I want to give you two areas I believe that we uh, got a fresh challenge. One is to 
um, receive and the other one is to give. And um, blessed are those who are able to receive from God. That's a wonderful thing. Um, blessed, it says, is more blessed to give than it is to receive. But I tell you what, we've got to be able to, to give because uh, as we have received, we can bless others. And we're going to talk about two of those things in just a minute. Um, but life is stormy. There's always storms. In the story of the, the two houses, there's the story of the, the houses built upon the rock and one built upon the sand. I think it is in Luke. Again, it's a, another one of those stories where there's two or three different versions. But in Luke's version, he says there that um, the one who built his house upon the rock digged deep or dug deep and removed all the debris, the sand, everything that could be shaken, he removed and built his house upon the rock. And uh, storms come. The storms come to the righteous and the unrighteous, the, the church and the world. And uh, I believe that we have the ability now to dig deep, to clear away stuff that is not really relevant, things that we've built our lives upon and trusted in that don't necessarily produce anything. But we are now receiving a kingdom. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. The difference in the boat was that Jesus was in the boat. That Jesus is with us. But the disciples didn't really know who he was. Let's look at who Jesus is in just a minute. But let's get our priorities in the midst of the storm. Let's move beyond Jesus is just my friend or Jesus is my boyfriend or Jesus is my mate and move into a place of understanding just who this one who was in the boat, who was in our life, who is the Lord of our life really is. Uh, for us to go on the other side, we have to make sure that we are confident enough to be able to trust the Holy Spirit to reveal and to help us. Uh, this is the time to be reliant upon the Holy Spirit, not upon what we've always held on to before. Um, God is in the midst of the storm that's in the church, but he's also in the midst of the storm that's in the world. And I believe we have an incredible opportunity to call upon Jesus and to see him do miraculous things. The the thing that this that got me was the the revelation of who Jesus is was being revealed to them. That through the midst of this, they saw Jesus as the one. And and as it says in one place there, it says that Jesus, when he revealed himself as the Lord of all, he had. A, um, can I put it? They they were more scared of him than they were of the storm. Who is this? They're saying who can speak to the wind and the waves, and they obey him. And then they get this revelation that Jesus is the Lord of of creation. That Jesus is the Lord of of all. Um, the two aspects of Jesus that's revealed here is quite an interesting uh, parallel because we know that Jesus was both God and man. He was human as well as the divine. And we have here this incredible picture of Jesus when he says to them in a, a, pre, in a previous place, he says, look, um, learn of me, learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly, and you'll find rest for your souls. And, and in that meek and lowly is a really interesting word. It's sometimes difficult to translate it into English, but I think the best translation I've ever heard is the, as an example of uh, the Nile River being meek and lowly. It's meek and lowly when it's at low tide. It's just like a, a normal river. It's just very mild in that sense and uh, flows uh, gently across uh, the plains or whatever. 
but when it's in flood, it's a totally different river uh, at all. It's completely different. It's uh, virtually impossible to cross. And that's what this, this is what it's saying here. We see Jesus in his meek and lowly. We see Jesus in his lowly position in the back of the boat asleep. And uh, that's his humanity. That's the human side of Jesus becoming, uh, what will I call it, um, you know, uh, um, submitted to the natural laws it becomes tired and hungry and thirsty and we see all these things and here Jesus is exhausted um, one translation actually brings it out that the disciples actually were caring for Jesus and uh, and what that did was it brought him into a place where he was deep asleep then when he's awakened in that awakened position he rises in his deity and speaks to the waves and the wind and they obey him and we see this dual nature of, of god we see the new dual nature of christ in that he was human and divine and there wasn't the human side of jesus that scared them it was the fact that they all of a sudden saw this guy not just as a prophet not just as a um a great teacher or a rabbi but they saw him in a capacity that is beyond their comprehension. It's my opinion that we are in a time of a significant revelation of how great God is in the midst of this. I, I, I believe that the church has been shaken, but I also believe the world has been shaken. But God wants to give us an unshakable revelation that he is in the midst, not only of the boat and the church, but he's in the midst of the world. And he's got a plan and a purpose for it. Um, everything that can be shaken is being shaken. There's no doubt about that. And uh, we are in a place where he wants to move with great compassion. He's for us and he's uh, for the world as well. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And we are in a, a great opportunity for us to reevaluate and to come not just with with great answers and great uh intellectual or social answers but to come with divine supernatural workings of the holy spirit that would come through they were ended with who is this who could do that we're going to look at in uh in this next part we're going to look now at the 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 significance of what i believe this story is really all about um when we look at this now we see that um jesus gets up at the end of when he's been woken up and and he and he says some things he, he he says to them listen you know he rebukes them i suppose is probably the better word he, he's quite upset with them really he says you know why are you afraid and then he says why have you little faith or where is your faith and in another place he says why do you have no faith and he, he, it's as if jesus was saying to them hey guys i want you to do something you should have done something about this it's a little bit like when he fed the five thousand he says to them why don't you give them something to eat why and and you know it's like i believe that we're in a place now where there's this spirit of god is rising up and saying to us i want you church to become a part of this answer i want you to do something about this um uh, you see we are in a time where it says in Haggai that we are to consider our ways, that we're to stop and to think about it. 
You know, someone has jokingly said, it's as if God has said to us now, I want you to go to your rooms and think about how you've been behaving. And then when you think about it, come out. And I think we're in a place of considering our ways and considering the uh, great opportunity that we have here. The Bible says that we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, uh, that we should be, let us be thankful and um, lean uh, thank God for what we can do in worshiping Him and being holy. And there's a there's a sense there where this whole thing to do with a revelation of God wanting to give us a kingdom that cannot be shaken. I, I I'm believing that in this time of preparedness that we are going to learn how to receive the kingdom, to receive righteousness, peace, and joy, the fruit of the kingdom. These things being poured into us to a place that we have something to give where he says there that uh, freely you have received now freely give and this is the time for us to number one be learning how to receive new and fresh revelation new and fresh anointing new and fresh kingdom understanding and in that way and we can expect something i believe jesus is expecting something better from us see when we read this story we know that he says to him um, why did you fear and where is your faith? And although we don't know exactly what they should have done in that boat and we could speculate and make great sermons out of that, I want to talk about this question to us. And that is that, number one, we shouldn't fear. We should not be afraid of what's going on. We should be a people that have a Jew, true and genuine faith. And so we are not to be fearful, but to have faith. And I'm sure you would have heard sermons on that over the last few weeks and days. But I, I want to take this emphasis here that, that there's something about faith that God wants us to rise up into. Have faith, first of all, to be able to be receivers of the kingdom, a kingdom that cannot be shaken. I, I believe that we should be stirred but not shaken. You know, James Bond always wanted something that was shaken, not stirred. Well, we need something that is stirred, not shaken. We need the stirring of the Holy Spirit. We know the Bible says to stir up the gift that is given you, to rekindle the gift that was given you at the laying on our hands with prophecy and the gifting and the calling and the anointing. Let it stir it up right now and let us receive this kingdom that cannot be shaken because everything around about can be shaken. In fact, it's an interesting point. We shouldn't be shaken, but I tell you what, we should be shaking things. Remember the early church when it prayed, the, the place where they were praying was shaken. The uh, Lewis revival talks about the house that shook when they started. I believe we're coming to a place where we can be stirred so much that we actually begin to shake things and begin to see things move in that, in that way. So let's be a people that are thinking kingdom, receiving kingdom, considering our ways and allowing that uh, that kingdom to come through and to build within us the righteousness, joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. We have an answer. We have something to give to these communities and all around us. The second thing I wanted to say, this is my last point before we just have a quick word of prayer, is that the other aspect of this is that we are receiving a kingdom, first of all, 
It's time to consider our ways. Let's consider the kingdom and come through. But the second thing is that we are to take on a priestly ministry. We are to take on a ministry where we become priests in the midst of our communities and in the midst of our churches, in the midst of our families, in the midst of our homes. I believe he wants to raise that area up within us. You know, Re Revelation talks about that we are a, uh, a priestly kings or a, a kingdom of priests, uh, different ways to say it, but uh, priests and kings. Uh, I believe that we're a kingdom of priests, a priestly uh, royal priesthood that talks about in, in Peter, that we need to rise in our priestly role and begin to minister to God, but also to minister to the people. And here is a uh, uh, an excellent story back in the Old uh, Testament of where um, Korah did the rebellion and he rebelled against uh, uh, Moses and took wanted to take the authority and all that stuff. And at the end of that story in um, uh, Exodus chapter 16, we have this incredible um, picture of God's people began, uh, were, were, were gathering in before Moses and it says there that a plague began to go through the people. And it, and it, it says that God said to Moses, get step aside because I'm going to wipe these people out because they're so rebellious. And Moses begins to intercede and he says to Aaron, he says, Aaron, get some incense, get a censer, put some holy fire on it and go into the midst of the people and stand between the living and the dead and bring that incense before the Lord before and in the midst of the people. The concept of the incense was that it was symbolic of intercession, intercession and worship and prayer. And uh, in a sense, he went there and he did that very thing. And the incense went up before God. And it says the plague had stopped. The plague was ceased in, the, in the, that time. There was quite a few thousand people who had died. But at the time, the intercession and the prayer that came up, we're living in a time when we can stand between the living and the dead. We can stand with intercession and prayer. Now, the thing about incense was that incense wasn't just any old thing that was thrown together. There were certain ingredients, and you can read about it in Exodus 30, where they had to be specially molded and ground and, and mixed by a perfumer, somebody who was uh, skilled in that, who knew how to do it. And there was a perfect balance for the very thing that was there. The Bible says to us in um, uh, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, it says that we can come boldly before the throne of grace and there we can um, ob obtain mercy and find grace. And in a time of, and the, and the Greek brings it out this way, in a time of uh, seasonal need. In other words, the particular need for the season we have the access to come boldly before that throne of grace and find both mercy and grace. And I believe that's where we are as priests, as a priestly a kingdom of priests, the priestly kings, that we are standing in the midst of the living and the dead and that we can lift up uh, incense that's properly and carefully and, and uh, led and melded and mixed by the perfume. And the perfumer is the Holy Spirit. The perfume is the one who knows how. Because it says there in, in Romans, he says, we don't know the what to pray. But the Holy Spirit, he can make intercession through us with groans and utterings that, that we make intercession according to the will of God for the saints. We can make intercession according to the will of God for our community. 
I know that Kerry and I in the last few month, last month or so, uh, we, we've got this revelation about we can stand in the midst and lift up an incense full of, of prayer that uh, according to Revelations uh, chapter 5, it talks about there being the, the, the incense of the prayers of the saints. Revelation chapter 8 talks about the, the incense, the altar of incense before the throne. No veil now. Before the throne where incense was offered up and, and an angel came with a golden censer and mixed it with fire and began to, and threw it upon the earth. We need to have prayers and intercession that is mixed by the Holy Spirit and the ingredients of prayers, thanksgiving and praise and worship and the prophetic prayer and intercession and uh, waiting upon the Lord and so many ingredients that the Holy Spirit will mix for a seasonal need that we have right now and Kerry and I have decided that we are standing in the midst of our we community we have about a hundred houses in our estate and uh, every night we stand there with our incense not not literal not not a literal smells and smells and incense and nonsense we're talking about the spiritual implication of prayer that is offered up and we pray that the Holy Spirit mixes it with fire see we've got to have fire from the holy altar that not strange fire but fire from the altar of god not just emotion and not just hyped up and whipped up but something that's inspired by god and led by the spirit and we have this place of intercession so we're going to the other side to bring deliverance to the demoniac would give deliverance to a place and the people that is caught amongst the tombs we are going with a purpose and a destiny of where God's called us to do. There is a storm right now, a massive storm, like we've never known before, not in our generation at least, where it's affecting everything, everything that can be shaken has been shaken, but we are receiving an unshakable kingdom. I believe the Lord's saying to us, do not fear, rise in faith, become the priests and receive a kingdom and begin to lift up holy hands and prayer. In that way read psalm 142 i think it is the first two verses there and it talks about that we that david said that i would lift up my prayers before you like incense before your very throne so we do not have a veil we have access to the throne of god read those verses look it up and get excited about it let's pray father god as we uh, come to the finish of this bit of a, a time together we ask you, Lord God, to, to come with your spirit and to be the perfumer, if I could use that analogy, and blend the revelation of the kingdom, the, the intercession for the saints, the intercession for the community in which we live, the, for our cities and towns and nations, oh God. We pray, Lord, that we would uh, come through this storm knowing that you were able to speak to the midst of it. Lord, we know that governments do not have the answer we know that uh, the NHS and other aspects and medical do not have the answer, but you can come and stop this plague. Well, God, and we ask you to do a work in your church that causes us to consider our ways and to come out of this in a better place as priests in the midst of our community. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you very much for listening. I don't know about you, but I was really blessed by that message from Ron, really challenged, really encouraged. And just to think about, uh, you know, this whole thing about going to the other side, about uh, the, the fact that our mission is still important. 
regardless of the storm, regardless of what surrounds us, regardless of the circumstances. And I, I was just I had sent an email out to Ken and Jocelyn uh, uh, during the weekend, uh, just getting a reply from them. You know, they're still safe and well, albeit that the their normal itinerary would be to be travelling around Europe, so they can't do that. But Ken said something really interesting. You know, he talked about how the world's in crisis, but we are in Christ. And we need to keep looking to him. We need to keep looking to Christ. We need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And maybe if if you have been kind of succumbing to the fear factor, then can I encourage you in the midst of the storm to allow faith to rise within your heart. Let's keep faith in view. Let's keep that our focus. Let's keep Jesus our focus as we go into this week. And if you have any prayer needs, then please let us know. We want to pray for you. If anybody's needing support, please let us know. We want to be able to support you and just uh, stand alongside you in these challenging times. So let's just pray as we finish off our time together today. Father, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you for this, just this wonderful message from Ron. Lord, we just pray your blessing on Ron and Kerry and their family. Keep them safe, Father. We pray for our church, Lord, that you would bless it, that you would keep people safe, every family. And Father, that you would just continue to unfold the mission purpose to us. Father, help us to know how we can do mission even in lockdown. Father, to think about those who are around us, our family and friends. And Father, I just pray once again uh, for those who we know who are not Christians. Lord, we pray that they would come to know you and just put their trust in you. And just as I'm praying that, you know, maybe you've never made a decision to become a Christian. This could be your day where you make that decision. So I'm going to pray just a short prayer. And you just repeat the prayer after me, whether you say it out loud in the privacy of your own home or in, you know, within your, your own heart and spirit, then you know, that's up to you. But let us know that you've done it. Um, leave us a, a comment or message us through Facebook or go over to our website at whitburnpentecostal.com and just drop us a message through there. You can communicate with us through that site as well. So let's just pray for a second. Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that there are things in my past which have not been good, which have not been honouring, which have not been right. And I ask that you forgive me for my past. I ask that you give me a clean start today. I ask that you wipe my slate clean. I ask that your Holy Spirit would come into my life and give me a new start today. Give me the strength to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you've prayed that prayer, please get in touch with us. We want to hear from you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord just give you everything that you need this week. And that starts from the inside out. Lord, may the Lord encourage you. I just really lift you up this week. And may you know his presence in such a special way. The Lord bless you and keep you. Bye.